It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's Locked On Reds, and in fact, every podcast episode for the month of May for the Locked On Reds podcast is brought to you by Built Bar. Reach for the best tasting protein bar that's actually tastes like a candy bar on the market today. Go to builtbar.com and in the checkout, enter promo code locked on. That's L O C K E D O N for $10 off your first order. You are locked on Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into your daily source for the Cincinnati Reds throughout the offseason. This is the Locked On Reds podcast, and I'm your host, Jeff Carr. And here we go. What's up, Reds fans? Welcome in. To the Locked On Reds podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. Hopefully, wherever you are is not underwater, as much of us in Cincinnati just keep getting rain, 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 and more rain. This feels like we live in Seattle or something. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with the weather. But today on the podcast, a little bit of a shorter one. I just want to talk about the idea that Bryce Harper had. Bryce Harper had, and he admits that it's just the beginning of an idea, the beginning of a conversation. But he looks at the 2020 baseball season as a chance to change some things up. I'll outline that for you here and give you my take on it as well. But before we do, make sure that you're subscribed on whatever podcasting platform you're currently listening to. Also, follow me on Twitter, at Jeff Carr with three Fs, and follow the show, at Locked On Reds, and follow the Facebook page as well, at Locked On Reds. I'm all over social media. All right, so uh, this plan, and, and I know we, we've not had a whole lot of Red-centric stuff to talk about. There's still the uh, replays going on on Fox Sports Ohio, different past games going on and things like that. You've got Reds players on social media making some awesome videos between Hunter Green and Shogo Akiyama. Shogo's was legit. Looks like a machine with a bat. Can't wait to see him in a game. Aristides Aquino showing off his swing on the tee. Just uh, give me my baseball back, guys. Let's do it. And there's an idea. So we've got plenty of plans going on. And I read in ESPN.com today talking about the viability of what's been happening and reported by ESPN that the plans that Major League Baseball is coming up with, they're not necessarily collaborating with public health officials or public government officials, different things like that. And they said that, well, it, you see, the thing that we came out with was really a first draft. Okay, why did you release the first draft to the public then if you had not consulted people? I don't know. There's, there's so many questions going on with what Major League Baseball has been doing lately. I know that there are people who are pointing out some of the financial numbers, whether it be the money that they reportedly will allocate to sign amateur players being over $440 million and people, I believe it was Baseball America that ran a 
article about the fact that the numbers don't add up with that $440 million. All kinds of stuff surrounding what Major League Baseball is saying, what they're planning, what they're thinking. That's really why we've been focusing on that. Not a ton of Reds-related news to get to. So let's talk about something fun, though. Let's look at Bryce Harper's plan, because I think this is fun. I think this is a cool way of approaching the 2020 season, and it does not get rid of the integrity of the game if you want to go there. I know there's lots of purists and people who don't want baseball to change at all. I think that some of Bryce Harper's ideas are pretty awesome. Here's what he says. He says that you know they can start the season in July and have a 135-game season because each team would only have one off day every two weeks, and that'd be on a Monday. And the Sunday before that Monday, they'd have a doubleheader, seven innings each game in that doubleheader. So that's kind of interesting. You still get in plenty of games. You're not wondering about the small sample size and who can take advantage of that. I do like that. Then he also proposes that you realign the league, kind of like the NBA does with East and West. There's no more divisions, or at least not in his initial proposal to have divisions right now. The only thing that would be intriguing is how do they split it up? Because if you go geographically, the line of demarcation, if you will, would be Chicago. But one of the Chicago teams would need to be in the East, and one of them would need to be in the West. So you'd be splitting up that natural rivalry. You'd be splitting the Reds up from the Cubs, Brewers, and Cardinals, depending on which Chicago team goes to the East and which one goes to the West. So there definitely be some changes as far as rivals are concerned. Then the Reds would have more games a year against the likes of the Red Sox and the Yankees and the Rays and the Mets and um, you know East Division teams that they don't typically see. I mean, they'll see, obviously, NL East Division teams, but they don't typically see the AL East teams and the Toronto Blue Jays, stuff like that. So that'd be kind of interesting. And again, I don't think that compromises the game all that much. I I know that that would change some old rivalries, and the Reds wouldn't see the Dodgers as much, which I don't think that's been a rivalry for a long time. They wouldn't see uh, the Astros or anything like that, and you'd be cutting the Astros off from a lot of their, you know, from the Yankees and the Red Sox and teams like that that really hate them after all that cheating stuff. Or the Red Sox. Maybe the Red Sox don't hate them. I don't know. Whatever. That's going down a different rabbit hole. We're not going to get into all that. But yeah, splitting them east and west. You play, at least for the quarantine season, you really only play on your side of the country. And then playoffs do... Actually, before we get to playoffs, because that's going to be a a thing... I wanted to remind you guys about this awesome deal we have with Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and enter the promo code Locked On for $10 off your first order. Look, if you're looking for a healthy snack that doesn't taste like, you know, like, ugh, health food, I, I guess we'll eat health food because we want to eat healthy, Built Bar is going to make you forget that you're actually eating something that's good for you because it tastes like a candy bar. Between all their awesome flavors and stuff like banana nut bread and German chocolate cake, double chocolate cream. Do those sound like healthy flavors? No, they sound like really good tasting flavors. But believe me, when you compare them to the industry standard, like something like Cliff Bar or something, they got half the calories, seven times less the sugar, and seven times less 
the carbs. So you're eating something that tastes great, and it's not a block of sugar. Go to BuiltBar.com and enter the promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off your first order today. You'll get it delivered to your door. BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCKEDON. Uh, they would change the roster size to 30 players, and you could have, at least for this season, with the protracted schedule, everything getting smushed together, you could have a six-man starting rotation if that's something that the pitchers and the players' union would agree to. Or if not, you'd still have the five-man rotation. But in that 30 roster spot, I, I kind of expounded on that. Maybe they go 15 and 15. That way you have plenty of position players as well to rotate in and out, given that you will be playing so many games in a condensed time span. That, that was kind of interesting. And, of course, universal DH. That's coming. For, for those of you out there that really don't like that idea, that's, that, that has been coming for a while. It, it, it's going to happen. It's going to benefit the Reds. It really is. And I look forward to the day when that finally gets around because if we just accept it, then it's going to be a lot more fun unless we, you know you don't want to be sitting in the stands with your, with your Coney and your, your nice cold beverage and the PA announcer says, I'm now batting the designated hitter, and then you just start booing. I mean, who's going to do that? If you do that, there's something wrong with you. And, well, I can't get that deep into things because I'm not a psychiatrist. But I look forward to that. And that'll be a lot of fun whenever that comes around. And in this proposed deal, the East and West teams with a 135-game season starting in July, then the playoffs come. You've got 10 teams from each side. So 10 West teams, 10 East teams, which will be interesting because obviously that's a majority, but you play it with a college baseball like, uh, you know, college baseball world series like playoffs, double elimination, three game series, you know, that's, that's what that amounts to uh, for the first round. And it's interesting because he says maybe the losers play in like a loser bracket. And that could happen. You give like the winners a couple of days off to catch their breath before the next round, and then the winner of the loser's bracket remains in for the next round of playoff games. So like, you know, you're in your 10 teams, you had five playoff series, and you got five winners and five losers. So then the five losers go into a loser bracket scenario, single elimination, one game, winner take all sort of thing. And the way that they trickle on down, I don't know. That's that's a that's a little bit more of a tangled web than most of his uh, thought process with all of this stuff. But I think it'd be a lot of fun. You'd have you know double elimination up to the actual World Series. Then when you get to the World Series, the East versus the West, then it's a seven game series because you don't want a double elimination World Series. You want a seven game World Series. That's that's what I'm thinking. That's kind of how I expanded on that. But I, I say all that to say this. Why on earth isn't Bryce Harper the commissioner of the baseball? Because that sounds way better than anything we've been hearing out of Rob Manfred. All we've been hearing out of Rob Manfred is contraction, contraction. We're taking away. We're getting rid of this. We're taking out this. We're making the game shorter. Make it faster. Make it quicker. Getting rid of something. That's all we've heard from Rob Manfred. And that was even before the coronavirus. I, I know people who say, well, coronavirus, you got to make concessions. you got to change some stuff. Yeah, but he was doing all this before this happened. Give me somebody like Bryce Harper in the commissioner's office. I'm tired of this Rob Manfred joke. 
this is uh, he hates baseball. I, I am with Stephen Offenbaker. I'm with my buddy. Hashtag Manfred hates baseball. But anyway, that that's that's really all I had for you today. Just looking at Bryce Harper's plan because this is this is kind of fun to think about this. If if they ever figure out the logistics. Like I said, ESPN talking about how Major League Baseball is coming up with all these plans, but they're not consulting the right people. And then they release the first draft to the public, but then they say, "Oh no, no, this is just you know, it's just the first draft. We're we're not we're not ready yet." I remember my first drafts of like essays in college and stuff like that. I don't even think I was on topic whenever I wrote the first draft of something. I mean, I graduated, so eventually I found the topic, but. The point being, if you're going to release a rough draft, why are you releasing the rough draft? And I just, I like more focusing on these positive ideas, the ways to change the game for the better. I think Bryce Harper's ideas are interesting and changing for the better. And let's say that if you split it up east and west... You you take the uh, White Sox and you put them in the west and you put the Cubs in the east. Are, I, would we really be that sad if the Reds' opponents changed that much? We're we're getting rid of the Cardinals and the Brewers, and we're uh, gaining the likes of the Yankees and the Red Sox. Number one, that's more nationally televised games for the Reds. That's that's more national publicity, especially if the Reds are beaten up on the Yankees and the Red Sox. And you've got the Rays, who are a team that I admire so much as a Reds fan, watching their success with what they've been able to do, and then parlay that with the fact that they're just not that popular. I don't understand why they're not that popular. They're a great team. They they have a great system in place, a great organization in place to combat the fact that they don't have billions and billions of dollars to spend on players every year. I love what they do. So I'd love to see the Reds and the Rays kind of cultivate some sort of rivalry. I don't know that it would ever be like, you know, Reds Pirates or nothing, you know, dirty like that. But just, you know, a good competitive rivalry between a team that I want the Reds to look like and a team that I think the Reds are trying to become more like with all of their organizational moves over the past couple of off-seasons and the way that they've set up the hierarchy of the front office and coaching staffs in the minor leagues, all that different stuff. I think they're getting there. But the Rays are where I want the Reds to be. And I know you're going to say, well, the Rays, they don't have the postseason success. Where's their World Series rings? Maybe they're just like the Oakland A's and Moneyball and all this other stuff. Eh, but they're having fun. They're having some really good seasons. And it's just, you know, dumb luck that they're in the same division with the Red Sox and the Yankees. And if you do this East-West thing, you get rid of all that. You get rid of the, well, we're stuck in this division. Well, <laughs> they're in the bad division. Oh, they're in the good division. doesn't matter anymore. You're just looking at conferences. I, I like that idea. And you pick the best 10 teams from each conference, play some double elimination playoffs, and then get to a World Series, the best from the West and the best from the East. I think that's a good way of doing it. Let me know what you think, because I, I'm curious as to how people perceive this. I've read some of the comments on his... It's an Instagram post that Bryce Harper made. Most people seem to be on board with it. I, I am too. 
I'm curious as to your thoughts, 513-549-0159 or on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three Fs and at Locked On Reds. Also, you can hit me up on the Facebook page at Locked On Reds. That's going to do it for us here today. On tomorrow's episode, Stephen Offenbaker returns. We keep on doing our evaluations. I might talk to him a little bit about this health of protocol and safety and all this other good stuff that Major League Baseball has come out with. The rough draft, of course. You know, Just talking about the rough draft. And then later on this week, Doug Gray, and hopefully Sam LeCure as well. Make sure that you are subscribed. That way you don't miss any of these episodes. And I gave you all the social media stuff a moment ago. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode of the Locked On Reds podcast. Now, tell your smart device to play Locked On Fantasy Baseball for those of us that still can't wait for baseball season to get going so our fantasy teams can start accruing points and beating other people. Or, you know, those of us that get to the middle of the season and forget that we have a fantasy baseball team. There's those that are missing that as well. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll talk to you tomorrow on the Lockdown Reds podcast. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.